Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Today's episode I will be updating you guys on what's been going on for me lately since my latest podcast and I will also answer a lot of listener questions from all my lovely patrons who got the chance to ask me questions for this episode. And speaking of new patrons, I got a new one, Chung Yu, so welcome to you, my patron number 52. If anyone else wants to make that uh, number go even higher, it's on patreon.com slash that you can support this podcast. Thanks a lot to everyone who does and thanks to everyone who listens. I really, really appreciate it a lot. So let's just get right into it. What's been up lately for me has mostly been league matches. Ever since I did the latest podcast on August 19, I think it was, I've been playing three league matches. And unfortunately, I've actually lost all of my matches in, in those three league matches. I'll get, get back into that. But the team has actually had a really good start. We started off beating Skorshoved, the champions from last year, 5-4. We then beat Solo 6-3, my former club. And now we beat Values 7-2 in the latest match. Unfortunately, the match we won against Skorshoved, 5-4, the result has been reversed to a 4-5 loss because we had some uh, problem with our team lineup. Uh, it was a uh, yeah a simple honest mistake, but yeah we lost a uh, an objection from the other team, which is completely fair. But uh, yeah, we still see it as a a good team match. We performed really well and we beat a a great team. So we are very happy with our start to the season. Talking about my matches, in the first one I played Rasmus Gemke and lost something like 21-12, 21-13. I had zero chance at all. I simply just could not follow the pace that he was setting. Um, it was still not very long after I got back from the Olympics. I still didn't feel like I was in, in great shape. Uh, so yeah, I also had trouble playing Gemke for, for quite some time and I definitely wasn't in the condition that was needed to to be competitive with him in, in any way. So that one, uh, I did what I could, I fought and I actually felt a little bit of progress compared to the Danish Nationals that I talked about in my previous episode. I did feel like I was moving a little bit better. I could play at a higher pace, but just not at the pace that Gimke could. Unfortunately, the next day, the very next day, I got sick. Uh, I couldn't do anything uh, and was also sick on the... The match was on a Tuesday. I got sick on Wednesday and then on Thursday we had to play a league match against... Again, this time against Solo and I had to play Nat Nguyen from Ireland, who's the first man singles in Solo. And actually until 12, so around noon that day, we weren't sure if I was going to play or not because I didn't feel great. But yeah, it took a few pills to to feel better and i actually felt a bit better on the thursday so we thought yeah why not try give it a go and we uh, that way we would also still keep uh, uh, karan our good men singles second men singles in the second men singles so i was gonna go play that and i also believed that i had a chance as i did feel better and as i said in the match against gemke on tuesday i felt like i was beginning to move better but the match against Nat, from my perspective, was a complete disaster. I started 
off being down somewhere like 15 or 16-3 in the first game. I just could not stop making mistakes. I didn't feel great on court at all. Just kept on hitting the shots out or in the net. Yeah, just making mistake after mistake. I don't know if it was because I was, uh, as I said, feeling sick or what. I just did not feel great on court. And uh, I never really got into a good rhythm in that first game, even though I got back to something like 14, 20 or something like that. So I lost 21, 14. Um, I did play a lot better in the second game, managed to feel much better on court. And uh, I think we actually played at a, at a good level from... Yeah, for most of that second game, um, I was down 11-6, then up 15-13, and then unfortunately I hit another another string of errors. Um, Nat played well, of course, too, but yeah, I, I made too many mistakes in the end and ended up losing 21-15 or, or 16, something like that. So obviously a disappointing result. I was uh, hoping for more in that match. Hoping to to help the team with a uh, with a win, but yeah, it wasn't to be. And uh, yeah, I was trying not to be too hard on myself, knowing what I knew that I I hadn't been been feeling perfectly fine. But I had said that I could play the match, so I obviously I believed I, I had a chance. And that way, it's disappointing to to lose that match, like fourteen and and fifteen. After that match, which was uh, Thursday. I had the weekend to try and get back into a better condition before we had another league match on Thursday again last week. So one week after the match against uh, Nat, I had to play Ditlev Jæerholm, one of the guys who are in the national team center as, uh, as sparring for the men's English group. So we know each other quite well and uh, he's been he's been playing well in the... Uh, in some matches and uh, he's been a little bit inconsistent but when he's playing well he's been playing really well like in the final four we had in uh, the summer for the danish league he lost 21 19 in the third to gemke so that says a bit about how high his his ceiling kind of is so yeah going into that match i i was hoping that now was going to be the first win for me this season i felt better i didn't feel sick anymore i have had uh, a decent week of training and actually on both Tuesday and Wednesday last week I, I felt like I was moving much much better in training I felt like I was I was playing at a, at a decent level and getting back to where I want to be unfortunately it didn't really material materialize like that in the in the actual match against Ditlev I started off uh, at a good enough level also won the first game but I simply could not maintain the level throughout the match in the second game i again made too many mistakes I, I had trouble controlling the shuttles they were a little bit fast in that match i controlled it well enough in the first game but in the second i started feeling insecure on the uh, especially on my lift so they they got too short or too flat because i was afraid of lifting them out with the shuttles being fast and with ditlo being a really good player in his attack it was just not a good idea to make short lifts and, and flat lifts. So he, he was uh, just feeling better and better throughout the match. Uh, at least that's what it seemed like to me because he got into a lot of uh, good attacking positions. I was very close actually of uh, snatching out the second game, losing 21-19 in the end. And I think I was actually a bit unlucky on the last two or three rallies in, in that game. 
so I could have won in, in two games with a little bit of luck. I didn't, and in the uh, third game I was simply uh, too tired to, to play at the, yeah, the level needed to beat him, which says a little bit about where I am in terms of my endurance and my condition in general. I'm not where I want to be or where I should be, and I'm definitely not where I should be in a month's time when the Thomas Cup starts. So yeah, rather disappointing start for me in the league. At least my uh, my teammates made it up for me by uh, by winning most of their matches. So we still had a good start, but I really need to bounce back and I get a new chance tomorrow on Tuesday, the 7th of September. We have our fourth match in the league. Talking about Thomas Cup as I did right before, that is my next event. And apart from the league match tomorrow, Tuesday, there is full focus on the Thomas Cup for me, getting back in shape for that one and getting getting ready for that. I know the team selection hasn't been made yet. I still feel quite confident that I will be part of the team as I really don't see any other guys than Anas Victor and Gemke who has performed at a higher level than me on the international tour, which I think is what counts the most for Thomas Cup. So I fully expect to be part of the team, and that's also why we have full focus on that uh, for, for me in training. So I have one month to prepare for that. And what is right now, the main focus is to get back in shape, lose a little bit of weight, get in better, yeah, better cardio. Um, so yeah, better condition in, in general. Uh, I also have a few other things to focus on, but I will get back to that later in the podcast. Because now I will switch to the Q&A part of the podcast. The listener questions from all of my brilliant patrons. And let's just start with the first one from Deepak Talvan, who's asking, how do I keep myself motivated to train consistently in between tournaments or during long gaps? And I would say, usually we have a lot of tournaments, so the wait is not that long and in those cases I don't really need to do anything specific to stay motivated it, it kind of happens automatically but ever since COVID presented itself back in uh, in March last year it's been a little bit different as tournaments has been very scarce so I've kind of allowed myself to focus a bit more actually on my family life when I see the tournaments are far far away so not to say that I'm completely switching my focus away from badminton, it's, it's not like that, but I allow myself to loosen up a little bit and focus more on, on family life when I'm off court, when I'm not in the uh, training sessions. Of course, I still do my training. I, I'm just allowing myself to focus just a little bit more on other things as well to kind of keep my motivation and also the intensity levels higher in training because I'm kind of uh, recharging my batteries when I'm off court. So that also kind of makes it easier for me to focus when we get closer and closer to actual tournaments when I try to then get back into the zone and focus more kind of full-time on badminton. I hope that made some sort of sense, Deepak. Question from Masai Blaschuk. He is asking me about my compression clothes I'm playing a lot in compression clothes, so he would like me to explain how it helps my play or physique. Like to start off, I, I started playing with compression on my thighs and also my calves. 
and that was mainly to help aid my recovery just a, a little bit. But now it's just kind of grown into me also feeling much better when I wear it. So if I don't wear it, I, I, I feel wrong. <laughs> uh, with it on, I, I feel that my muscles are kind of more tight in a, in a good way, of course. And I also still believe that it does help aid the, the recovery process just a little. It's not like it's uh, 10, 20, 50%, anything like that. It's just a few percent, maybe even not that much, but I feel like it does help a little bit in the, in the process of recovery. The one I use on my right arm is simply because uh, during COVID I started, uh, or before COVID, I, just before, I uh, started feeling some, some pain in my, in my elbow. I had a sore elbow quite a bit of the time, and I actually feel like the sleeve helps release a bit of the pain. The pain comes and goes a little bit, but I wear the sleeve all the time now as I've, yeah, again, get used to it. It feels right to have it on and yeah, I might as well since the pain in the elbow never really seemed to be far away. So I figured well, I might as well just put it on every time I play. Next question is from Anthony Nguyen. He is asking how much I'm squatting, like in full squat and half squat, how many sets and how many reps. And most of the time I'm doing three sets, sometimes four or five, but most of the time it's three sets. I squat anything from three to eight reps, but I actually don't do any full squats. I only do half squat, quarter squat, and also jump squats. And jump squats is also down to approximately half squat before I, I make the jumps. In half squat, I do anything between 100 and 150 kilos, depending on the number of reps and also depending on what period of training I'm in, how close we are to events. In jump squat, it's around 40, uh, between 40 and 60 kilos, so it's not a lot. With that being said, I think it's also important to say that my philosophy in the gym nowadays with my age and injury history and stuff, it's more about maintaining my level than raising it to a completely new high. So maintaining my power is, is top priority and not getting injured is the other top priority. So I'm not really pushing a lot to, to try and, and move the kilos up all the time. Benjamin Goldbach is asking what is my body composition, so like in terms of fat and muscle, and what is a good ratio for a badminton player. And had you asked me some years ago, Benjamin, I would have been able to give you a very clear answer, as we I did body uh, composition measurements uh, quite, quite often, but for the past few years, I haven't really done that a lot. Um, I remember from back then that like just below 10% body fat is was was good for me when I was at my peak, uh, but I'm not sure exactly where it is anymore. Uh, as I said, I don't I don't measure it regularly anymore, but I do keep track on my my weight pretty regularly, and I would say that in general I need to be around 83 kilos to be in my best shape, and uh, yeah I I can quickly feel if I'm 83 kilos, but I'm not. 
in the right shape so if it's more fat than it's uh, muscle or feeling explosive right now i'm actually at 85 kilos so that says a bit about that i am not in the shape i want to be or should be and i have some uh, hard work ahead of me in the coming weeks to uh, to get down to the correct level so which should be around 83 kilos for me I'm not exactly sure what I should answer in terms of what is a good ratio. I think there's a lot of factors that play into that, like your history of injuries and illnesses. Uh, but I would say in general for men's singles, it should be low, like around that 10% or but even, even lower can also be good. And I know some of the guys are also lower than 10%, even down to six or 7% body fat. And if you can avoid the injuries, that's really just, just great because it's definitely an advantage being as light as possible on this singles court, especially. Ganana Sagar is asking, what advice do you give to a 34 year old trying to improve his badminton? Is there hope for improvement? And for sure there is hope for improvement. I'm 35 and I'm still trying to improve my badminton. And I feel like I am actually. Of course, things like the physical part is impossible to keep improving on. But there are lots of things you can always sharpen no matter what your age is basically and of course there is some some limitations the older you get but i i would like i like to focus on like small details like the correct shot selection for me it's especially from the baseline and attacking positions working on that constantly and age is just not a factor in this you can always work on that no matter what your age is i also work a lot on my sharpness in the front of the court, trying to play sharper and closer to the net, getting more spin in the shots, getting a little bit more disguises in. And yeah, just small details like that. That's a ton of details you could work on in the front of the court, and that's not physically draining or very, very hard. So you can also do that all the time, no matter if you're 34, 37, even 40 years old. You can also like always try to understand your own game better. So if you have any chance of recording any of your matches, sit down and watch it and focus on like certain aspects, like your tactical choices, your movement, your body language, or anything else that you've been working on in, in training. Just make sure that when you sit down and actually watch the matches, focus on something, not just watch it to watch it, but have a certain focus, then you will learn a lot about your game, which will help you improve. And the final question from my patrons is from Yekti. She is asking which kind of training I am focusing on for the next month's tournament. So the Thomas Cup, Denmark Open, French Open, etc. Uh, is a tactical strength? Is there anything, any specific things that you want to improve? And my main focus right now, as I said, is still to get back in shape. So right now in training, I'm doing a lot of basic stuff to kind of up the speed so like I'm doing a lot of defense a lot of endurance trying to keep my mistakes down while playing at a high pace so doing a lot of basic exercises at the moment but starting next week I'll slowly begin to focus more on my sharpness my attacking game my game plan and like how I set up my chances and a lot of focus on the discipline in them in my game it's not like I'm switching focus completely next week it's just we start getting closer and closer to the events and the closer we get the more focus will be on my game plan and less of the physical stuff but for now it's still mainly about getting back into the right condition 
All right, that is going to be it for today. I hope you all could take away something from this Q&A, even though you didn't all have the chance to ask your questions. As always, greatly appreciated that you're listening and engaging with this podcast. Please keep it up. And if you have a few extra minutes, please do go write a review on Apple Podcast app if, if that's where you're listening. And you can consider becoming a patron on the podcast, off the podcast on patreon.com slash There's no binding at all. It's completely up to you how much you want to support with a month. So there's almost no excuses. Thanks again. Thanks again, everyone. I will be back soon with another episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.